today on 2C Fans. How do you define husbandry, Matt? Maintaining of the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping everybody healthy and happy. Okay. Yes. Score a victory like. for Joe. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming to a, a degree, trying to get every, everything all in the same database. We have a really good, as I mentioned, a nice record-keeping system, a digital system that helps us rather than the file folders we've used in the past. Now we have a really nice digital system that keeps everything together for us. Hello, welcome to 2C Fans at Moat Marine Laboratory. I'm Haley Rutger. And I'm Joe Nicholson. And we're here with the awesome Matt Seguin. Hey Matt, can you tell us your title here at Moat? You want to tell my title at Moat? No, because you said I got it wrong before. That's true. I'm the curator of husbandry and records. Whoa. Whoa, that sounds serious. I know, it takes a while to write out. Husbandry and records. Correct. Like we, we learned LPs. What, we learned what husbandry... You're a DJ. Joe. What? <laughs> You're already starting Matt's off. a DJ. <laughs> no, I collect you... vinyl. Sweet. <laughs> no. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> husbandry and records. Okay, so in a past podcast when we were talking manatee care, we learned what husbandry was. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it's the uh, uh, maintaining of the animals. How Basically, co- did he get close? Yeah, that works. Yeah, maintaining. How do you define husbandry, Matt? Maintaining of the animals, <laughs> <laughs> keeping everybody healthy and happy. Okay. Yes. Score that's why a victory I like for him. Joe. Yes. Okay, that's just one. Um, so husbandry and records. How many animals do we have here? Do you know off the top of your head? Well, that goes with the records, um, and I've we have a really nice digital record-keeping system, and I've started using that as a crutch, so without having it in front of me, I don't recall. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Can you guesstimate? A few thousand. A few thousand? That's, that's that sound good. sounds good. I mean, if we count the jellyfish, I can save probably up to 10,000. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's individuals, individuals or species? Individuals, yeah, about 350 species probably. Really? Man, if I count the brine shrimp, we probably have millions <laughs> of animals. Oh, yeah, millions with mm. the brine. They're her sea monkeys. Yeah. They are. They seem to come up every once in a while in a conversation. They do, especially when something else is feeding on them. Oh, yes. They're delicious, like right? Like stone crabs. Yeah. That right? are also delicious. Yeah, that was last time. This is this time. So Dr. Phil. That's a lot of animals to keep records of. Um, does that get mind-blowing? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little overwhelming to a, a degree, trying to get every everything all in the same database. We have a really good, as I mentioned, a nice record-keeping system, a digital system that helps us rather than the file folders we've used in the past. Now we have a really nice digital system that keeps everything together for us. Oh, my gosh, file folders. Oh. I like file folders. File folders and Post-it notes is yeah. where we started. That's, you know, that. see, that's, that, that's my wheelhouse right there. <laughs> So so like he's so in, he's inviting me to make jokes about how old he is. I am. That's totally like you know throwing you the the ball to whip back at me. Okay. Um, so what's like a typical day in the life of Matt, the husbandry uh, record guy, DJ? A DJ. <laughs> that's a that's a good question. Um, typical day. Uh, start off with walking around the aquarium to see what's changed and make sure everybody's doing well. Kind of overseeing all of the general animal health. So when you're walking by a tank, you can just tell if everybody's okay? Or? Yeah, if you see it every day, you can notice those small changes. And talking to all the other aquarium biologists to see if they have any issues going on and really just kind of being the support system for all the all the staff taking care of the tanks and the exhibits and all the animals. Mm-hmm. We might have uh, something special going on that day, a new shipment of animals coming in or sending something out somewhere. Um, 
the the day doesn't really we never have the same day day after day that's Which kinda kinda, cool. yeah it makes it kind of fun yeah right? definitely how did you get into a job like this oh man that's tough i uh, <laughs> in school i wasn't sure what i wanted to do necessarily so i Went to graduate school, which is kind of what you do if you don't know what you're doing, I guess. <laughs> Take on some more debt. <laughs> yeah, I need another two years. <laughs> need uh, a couple more years, yeah. yeah. So I started working at um, Discovery Cove, doing guest services, serving drinks on the beach, and they realized that I knew quite a bit about fish, and they brought me onto their aquarium team. And so that's where people, I started. people would order, like, lemonade, and you'd be like, that over there is uh, whatever genus and species oh, yeah. of, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. You, were at, you were at UF at some, no, not UF. Yeah, uh, I was at UF. You were at UF or? Um, and UCF. UCF, that's yeah, it. I was at both of them. And that, that's where somehow you ended up mingling with turtle people, sea turtle people, yeah, right? Yeah, UCF, I was doing uh, turtle people quite a bit, yeah. And, and at SeaWorld, I was doing a lot of turtle rehab. So at UCF, you were working with the infamous Doc? Doc Earhart. Doc Earhart. A little bit, yeah. A little. Um, I helped him over a summer. Um, I have a, a good story about that. When um, one time we were out, uh, I think they were doing tangle nets, collecting some some sea turtles, and you know, bring them on the boat, work them up for a little bit, and then at the end, he goes, "Okay, toss them back." And typically, that means you know, gently let them in the water. I didn't know, and I threw this thing about. Ten feet, probably. <laughs> belly oh, flopped no. this like, yeah, belly flopped this ninety-pound loggerhead, and he was like, "Whoa, that's something that animals never experienced before." Oh my gosh, he was oh. okay, right? Oh, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, "Throw it back." I thought he wanted to clear of the boat like, and yeah, and get it clear. Yeah. So I will never be literal with you. I'll make sure that I mean I will be if I use figurative language. I will make sure I define it. That'd be, that'd be preferred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say yes. throw the turtle back, I'm going to throw yeah. it back, you know. <laughs> don't say, yeah, don't say chuck me a brick. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> you do understand what husbandry is. Well, oh, that, was, that, was, that was the oh, beginning of my that's, career. That's, that's another type of form. No. no, Matt, you're not really marrying that no. fish. Yes. That was before I got started with any of that. Uh, so gotcha. who's your, who is your favorite species to work with out of all the hundreds, maybe over thousands of species <laughs> or that you've dealt with? Who's your favorite? People. <laughs> okay. That's a good, good answer. I that thought, is a right? good answer. That's a proud very good one. answer. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have answered that one. <laughs> well, he took the question as literally as possible, any species. So your favorite marine species? Um, probably neon gobies. And Ooh. how come? I remember him though, yeah. you know, having this like neon goby, you know, slash fetish. Whoa, of, whoa, whoa. yeah, that's the wrong of, word. Of, that's the wrong. Of, well, okay, uh, like, um, I, yeah, I like them as a species. And li- he likes them as a species. Why? I mean, it, it's it's a it's a tough question to answer, really. Are they fish but, that clean other fish? Yeah. Okay. And oh yeah, those. That's are the why ones. I really like them, and we were able to breed them really successfully here. Um, started that off, and Amanda Hodo took it and ran with it, and she's great at it now. And that the gobies do, you know, a p- big part of my job is keeping the parasites out of our exhibits and keeping the animals clean, and that's really the gobies' main thing that they want to do, also. So we put, try to put them in quite a few of our exhibits here at Moat to help us keep the animals healthy and clean. So they're your minions. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> minions. Matt, Matt really has are. minions. Matt and his minions. <laughs> nice. They really are minions. Watch out, he'll release his minions on you. <laughs> How many? And then you'll be clean. And then you'll be clean of parasites. <laughs> How many gobies does it take to clean a grouper? That probably is a meaningless question, huh? Yeah, that's tough. Um, when we uh, A good place where we have some cleaning stations set up is in our shark exhibit. And um, 
the Goliath grouper has a few different cleaning stations around the exhibit that has been established. So it'll go and park itself, and you'll see probably a dozen, maybe sometimes two dozen fish all just jump off the rocks, and he opens his mouth, they go in there, go in the gills, and really clean them over really well. Is it that in the big shark tank? Yeah. Really? I've, I have to pay more attention. So yeah, if, if somebody cool. comes to Moat and they look at the big shark exhibit and they see uh, a Goliath, big brown speckly Goliath grouper, what should they look for that might be cleaning and what do they look like? Oh, they're about maybe an inch and a half long fish, a little iridescent blue, really small, but um, they're so bright you can really see them hopping on if you're looking close at it. Yeah, and the, the easiest cleaning station to see is probably in our back wall where the, um, we have some big boulders stacked up in the... Um, Grouper likes to hang out there, really, because that's where the gobies are. So um, I like to pop quiz Joe, but what do they call that when the animals benefit each other mutually? Symbiotic. So good. Wow. Great job, Joe. Joe, get A. Yay. <laughs> so neon gobies, um, you guys, you're still breeding them. Yeah, you said Amanda and our aquarium still breeding them? Yeah, yeah. So what's the life cycle? Like, how long does it take to breed them? Oh, man. I didn't study for this. Let me think here. <laughs> I'd have to get Amanda in here. See if I can remember, though. They lay their eggs, and then it's about uh, we have to let them watch over their eggs for a little while. Yeah. They, uh, we put them in a separate little glass aquarium once they hatch. Probably about 28 days, 30 days of us feeding them rotifers and then brine shrimp nopla before they get to a size that we can think about moving them into a an enclosure with more animals. So. Hmm. Not long. Yeah. Well, until they Really, it's 30 days until they're look like neon gobies and then you know a couple more months until they get big enough to really get into an exhibit i'd say okay so that's your favorite animal what's your what's your problem child oh man (laughs) (laughs) can i go with people again you can go with people (laughs) but then uh, let's keep it marine (laughs) sure 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 um shoot one of the parasites uh i would say some of the parasites are problem animals or some of the fish that tend to come in with parasites can both be considered problem animals because they got them in the wild yeah they get them in the wild we have um of course permits through fish and wildlife to collect a certain number of animals and um when we you know we prefer to collect them on their own we know exactly where they came from then and we um if we collect uh, one fish in particular that can be really dirty is a um spade fish they have a lot of mucus and the just you know, they the, they don't really succumb to the parasites per se, but they really like to carry them. Like, yeah, they hunker down on them and really tend to, to stay on them. So you gotta be really careful bringing those fish in. So they're kind of a problem child. Huh. Grouper are a problem child because they eat everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a problem child. Yeah. But any of these parasites, cryptocarrion is a bad one, or um, some of the the flatworms are pretty bad too. Neobenedinia. Some good words here. You're going to be quizzed on this next week, by the way. Okay. I will fail. It's probably not a flatworm. Yeah, they're worms, though. Platy helminthes. Is that the word? Well, that's a flatworm. I don't know if those are the ones we have, though. Oh, okay. That was good. That's an old word I remember from my biology education. Yeah, those had cool eye spots. I remember that, too. Yeah. 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 Well, flatworms don't sound good, but how do you find them on the fish? Oh, we do um, a biopsy, usually. We'll take a um, microscope slide and scrape the mucus off their skin. Mm Mm-hmm. And then look at that under the microscope. We'll also take a really small pair of scissors, put the fish under anesthesia, take a little biopsy of their gills, and then a little piece of their fin. Look at all that under the microscope and mm. kind of see what's on them when they're coming in. Are you the master parasite spotter? Um, I'd say <laughs> uh, Rachel and I are both pretty good at it. And um, mm. also we are veterinarians really good at it. Yeah. yeah. You have a good eye. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. That's yeah. fun. That's fun. That's a nice title. That's probably one of my favorite things of the job is finding parasites. Just because, why? Why is that your favorite? As long as there's parasites, I have a job. (laughs) 
that would be my favorite part as well. I like no, it. It's fish. like a good sleuthing work, you know. It's part of the, you know, if we have a fish coming in and it looks healthy, but we see, oh, it has this parasite, I know that we can treat it and not bring that into the aquarium. So we're kind of doing a service to all the other fish by not bringing in that that nasty thing. So when you find some, what was it, cryptocaria? Cryptocaria. When you find some, do you say elementary, Watson? I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent a text to, to Rachel and Adrian. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to say elementary. Elementary. Although no one would be back there to hear you because you're doing this like all behind the scenes. Oh, right? yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah. It's like all you, you alone in a room saying elementary. Elementary. Watson. And people are walking by going, what's wrong with Matt? I'll ah. usually yell if I see something. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I usually ex- exclaim. <laughs> Man. But it's a family show. so It's like, it's like Matt, what did, what was that? And you're like, oh, I was just exclaiming. Yeah, I was just exclaiming I just something. found a flat room. Yeah, pretty much. So, so for the people that come to Moat, though, is there one exhibit or animal you would really want them to see? Like, oh, you, you think they should see? I think they should definitely. One of my favorites that people might walk by is look at the um, outside. We have a cylinder exhibit where we have some ladders hanging down into the water. And it's just, you know, walk by and, you know, you see some silver sides and things. But if you look really close to those ladders, you can see tons of species of animals on there. And I think a lot of people probably wouldn't notice that. What is it representing? It represents all of the stuff that just grows on things in the wild. And um, we, we got fortunate to be permitted to construct these rope ladders and hang them out on our back dock. And then we bring them into the aquarium and put them on display. And there's all sorts of anemones and tunicates and bryzones and crabs and all sorts of good stuff growing in there. Okay, so I know what anemones are. I know what crabs are. I've heard of bryzones and tunicates. What the heck sure. are those? Um, let's see. Uh, we'll go with tunicates because bryzones, that's a... It's a challenging to how to define it. Okay. It's like a moss-like thing? <laughs> it, well, it's an animal. Yeah, yeah, it is an animal, but it looks like, yeah, moss-like. Looks like yeah. moss, It yeah. looks moss-like. A tunicate is actually a chordate, though, so it's closer related mm-hmm. to us than any of those other things. Yeah. Okay, hold on a minute, the, Joe. The Joe. phylum that Joe, we're in. Joe, Joe chordate. Phylum chordata. Yeah. That's us? Yeah. I'm a chordate. And within that, we're the vertebrates. Really? I think it's subphylum vertebrata. Vertebrata. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Stuff so. about backbones and uh, notochord. Yeah, exactly. So these things have a notochord when they're in their larval state. So it's something that we develop that is, is it along our back? I don't remember. Our notochord? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't is, that why we, is that why we don't have tails? It's something, no, I don't know anything, Joe. It's something I learned once. <laughs> 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 the answer is yes. Please, everyone, just don't listen to this part. <laughs> This is time to go get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> but we're saying basically in essence that the, the tunicate is, is more closely related to us than a lot of other uh, non-backbone invertebrate animals. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know. A tunicate, like a common name, is that what we would call a sea squirt? Or am I Correct, thinking? yeah, a sea squirt. And then sea cucumbers too? No. no. No, that's different. No. They look similar. Yeah. But they're different. They're yeah. both, yeah, look like, yeah. Sea Tunica, I mean, sea cucumber is more like a sea star relative. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, uh, I digressed. Yes. Um, continue. <laughs> Con- continue, chordates. <laughs> <laughs> so you get tunicates on these ladders. What do they look like? Oh, man. How do I describe a tunicate? Um, it looks like, a, depending on the species, a little, it could be like a little black glob, a little kind of a 
brown glob with darker lines on it. It can a sea pork can look purple or orange, like just like, like also pork. a big glob <laughs> of stuff. Pork. <laughs> look, I don't know why they call it sea pork. It looks nothing like pork. My pork oh. is purple. I yeah, don't it's, know it's, what's it's wrong it's with purple yours. or orange. Well, or if you smoke pork, it can <laughs> yeah, be. That's a good oh. point. Yeah. We should talk about barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt's like the grill king, besides being like the fish guy and the invertebrate guy. Yeah. Oh, can you smoke a tuna kit? Mm. You probably could, be. you wouldn't want to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could smoke anything. I guess you could, could <laughs> Yeah, you, you could. <laughs> so all this stuff lives on these rope ladders. Do you actually put the rope ladder on the dock outside to get life on them? We do, yeah. Um, huh. And that's... You know, we worked at the FWC to allow that to kind of work out these uh, settling, we call it, you know, like a settling ladder. And we um, work with the uh, education department also. They have a, uh, a program where their they're inter- high school interns, I believe, you know, make some of the ladders for us. And they put them out and they study at what rate these things are growing on them. So cool. it's pretty neat to see. Did you ever get a ladder that came back and had something really weird attached and you were, were like, what's that? Oh, every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every time there's something on there that I don't know what it is. See, everybody should look at this exhibit more closely. Yeah, yeah it sounds like the, maybe the coolest exhibit at most. Best kept secret. Yeah, I think so. right. It's, yeah. it's great. Huh. Yeah. And it's Rachel's exhibit, so I gotta give her a shout out. A shout to out Rachel. on the, the two C fans. Uh, is it Rachel Ewing? Rachel or Ewing. Yeah. 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 Cool. I talk about. Her, I work with her a lot, so that's why I keep mentioning her. She's your bud. Yeah. Great. Cool. Evan calls her my protege. She's an all star, though. She's. Quickly eclipsing my my knowledge, so eclipsing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's high praise. That's hard, man. You got a lot of knowledge. Yeah, she's good though. Yeah, yeah, she's good. So she's your protege and protege, and you have you actually have real students in ecology sense. You actually teach too, right? I do. Yeah. So what what and where? I teach at Ringling College of Art and Design, Environmental Science. It, it's a it's a really varied group of kids. Some of them have a really strong science background, and some of them don't want anything to do with it, so I try to put everything not really in terms of art, and um, you know I keep the the material challenging, but I try to bring in some um, that tied into movies and things, and you know like looking at a movie like Star Wars, they have um, each planet is its own biome, so it's like an oversimplification of the idea of a biome, whereas here on our planet, mm-hmm. biomes scattered everywhere, but you know Tatooine is all desert, Hoth is all tundra, you know. So, so a biome, is that like a community of organisms? Sort it, of? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a simplified Kay. community. Huh. Star Wars. I'm never gonna look at Tatooine the same again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. I think you'd be a good teacher. It's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. You know, it must be rewarding at least. Oh definitely. To see these kids, you know, actually you know, catching on and Yeah. Yeah, you know, my wife teaches and, and it's the same with her, you know, when the when the kids get it, that's your reward. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. these kids, I mean, they go on and win Academy Awards and stuff. It's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> and then, then they get up on stage and they say, I'd like to thank my uh, biology teacher, <laughs> Matt Segway, for teaching me about biomes, because this movie called Biomes is yeah. all about him. <laughs> exactly. Well, they'll, they'll be the one who, like, won't won't screw up the natural facts in their movie like they'll be filming a western and they won't show like a black vulture and play a, a, a hawk sound or yeah something. exactly that's yeah. the idea there was one thing you could tell people about where you work what would it be oh. fire is hot fire hot water's wet and there's um a ton of like great scientists here that um obviously doing some great research and as an aquarium which is what i'm more a part of we're really trying to show off what they're doing 
through our exhibits. So unlike another aquarium, which, you know, nothing wrong with the other focus might just be teaching about the environment. This is really unique here that our focus is teaching about what our scientists are doing, which is unique, I think. (laughs) I was, I was talking the other day with somebody about that and, uh, we're talking about how other places started off as an entertainment, um, facility to entertain people and they didn't really do the science right. remote our, our first when we first opened the aquarium it was science first entertainment second sure and we've maintained that you know science education first and now all the other places are coming around to our way of thinking and showing the public it should be education and science first so we were kind of like the vanguard, the leaders. Yeah, before our time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the scientists and the mats of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say. C-fans. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I got to say also before we wrap up that Matt is big in um, AZA, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. He yeah, works. I'm a member there, yeah. Definitely. And works on a lot of stuff for them. We're helping work on a moats reaccreditation right now. Just a. Uh, Basically, the process where we demonstrate that we're doing a good job at taking care of the animals and providing them what they need and Husbandry. doing yeah. things responsibly, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's a big part of my job, too, doing the permitting and now the reaccreditation, too. So. And so, the records. They're going to go over your records, man. All the records. Because they like DJs. So really, <laughs> even though Matt's a really fun guy, he's the guy... He's who, not a mushroom. He's... <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Like fungi. Matt's roots go deeper than we know. That's probably very true. (laughs) And root is probably the wrong word, but let's not. It works. Let's not, yeah, let's not push it. So I got to say before we go, I promised Matt I was going to ask him this just because it's fun. What? In Matt's spare time, Matt is like a true character. He's awesome. Oh, you're going to ask him about this? (laughs) Yeah. All right, cool, because I like it. What are you talking about? We we, You know what we're talking about. If, okay, if if I want to go to Comic Con or something, Matt would be my first guy that I would consult because he is Dude, let's do he's it. a cosplayer extraordinaire. There's there's <laughs> like comic something coming up in Tampa in July or something. Yeah, I it's Comic Con. Hey, you want to go? It? Yeah, Tampa Bay Comic Con. Yeah, I might want to go. I'm gonna follow it. him there. Let's so w- wait, just tell us tell us at least one costume you've made. Oh man, in your spare time. Uh, many. See, there's man. a lot of them here. Um, <laughs> from. Uh, the, well, the, run, lot. the Running Man, Dynamo from the Running Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the that opera one singing. Was really yeah. cool. It's a fun one. But although, I, don't. I, I like your, the last one you did. Tell, like, please tell everybody. Which the one? last one. Um, not, oh, the, not, the, not Roadhog, the, the, but the, the other one. Star Wars one. Yeah, the Star Wars. Road, Roadhog was cool, too. <laughs> so did you did you the bring? The Gamorrean. Yes, the Gamorrean Garden. Yeah. Is that Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. Well, did you did you wear that into class when you talked about the biomes of Tatooine? No, I should have, though. Well, next year. My students always seem Kids would have walked in. Yeah, they're aware of it. On Halloween, I, I, I command you to, <laughs> to, to show it off. I've shown in. them my costume for, um, oh, when Chris Farley dressed as the uh, El Nino. I, I, <laughs> I made a costume for that. <laughs> I've never seen it's that. It's on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I've never seen that. The Mexican wrestler, I am El Nino. Oh. <laughs> All other tropical storms shall bow before the Nino. It's really oh, cool. my goodness. So I always show them that that picture of me and they get a kick out of that so that's that's awesome. very cool chris farley's wrong though right i'll need use like a circulation thing yeah uh, it's yeah, not yeah. a hurricane it's a don't warm analyze water. just enjoy it's a, the farley what do you think the show is for <laughs> enjoy the farley <laughs> 
Anyway. Okay, so we've established he's a fun guy, and uh, you were going to say... And a detail-oriented, important record keeper and animal care contributor here at Moat. Yes. So he's way more than a fun guy. We're just lucky that he is a, a fun guy. Yes, and... Not, we en- we not, enjoy fungi. Not fungi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, hey, listen, thank you very much for spending some time with us. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been entertaining and educational for me because now I know about the coordinates. Very good. Yeah, Look them up. Good. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you in two weeks for another episode of 2C Fans at Moat.